0: I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather. Now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We are the bride radio is the voice of the true bride of Christ.
1: This is a -A W.A.T.B. disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this show do not necessarily reflect the views of We Are the Bride Ministries, We Are the Bride Radio, or We Are the Bride Television.
0: Welcome, my friends, to the Texas Power Hour with Pastor Carolyn Sism and friends. This radio show is an outreach ministry of Eastgate Ministries in Katy, Texas. Experience the power, experience the glory with Pastor Carolyn Sism. Check out her website at www.eastgateministries.com.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: What would we do without it? Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God. To the saints who are at Ephesus and who are faithful in Christ Jesus, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: In Christ. You've heard me preach on in Christ many times. But it occurs 77 times in the New Testament. Paul had been caught up to the third heaven. He saw the mystery of the glory of God. He understood the journey from salvation and baptism of the Holy Spirit. When we receive Christ in us, it's a journey. Now I do know some folks that got it all at one time back in the back in the day. When I was coming into the gifts of the Spirit and the baptism and trying to work out my leave my soul, behind, and and get all of the spirit that I could get, and I never stopped my quest. I knew some people that they just kind of got all of it at one time and got everything. It didn't happen that way to me. It was kind of a duking it out as I'm watching my soul die and my intellect, which was a problem, and to uh, learn to live in heavenly places because I read the Bible. I knew we were supposed to. I knew when I, I read the Bible through it. In my first time I read the Bible, I don't know where that Bible is, but I would make notes. Well, I'm supposed to have this, but I don't have it. I made notes in my Bible. <laughs> well, I, Lord, this is mine, but I don't, I don't have this. And uh, we're supposed to have every spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. That's that's ours. Um. But he understood the journey from salvation and through the baptism of the Holy Spirit and through the realm of the outer court, through the inner court, into the Holy of Holies. And then when God called us to have a third-day church, that's ministering from the realm of the heavenly places. Mm -hmm. We're we're ministering from the realm of of the third heaven. That's why he's called us to minister from that realm and the realm of the soul is in the second heaven. And the realm of the flesh is in the uh, is down here. So Paul understood all of this. And Paul purposed to give us more understanding of what it means to be in that place in Christ. We're in him, then we have all the heavenly blessings that he has for us. The word grace occurs 13 times in the epistle. And this, that, which is totally undeserving on our part. That's what grace is. Now, I can pray for grace and mercy for myself when I'm in trouble. And for God to give me grace and mercy to cover me. But if you're in trouble, I need to be praying grace and mercy for you and not be putting you under condemnation. Amen. Yes. God confers fantastic spiritual properties on his saints. I'm blessed to be in a church that almost every single one of you move in some level of use of spirit. It is an important word in this letter which seeks to explain some of our holdings in Christ. But even the marvelous Greek language fails. How can human language explain that which is unexplained? which is the riches of His grace. So we keep trying. And we keep experiencing the riches of His grace as we walk with Him. God kept me separated through my life. And it was His keeping power that kept me separated. I never walked away totally from the church. And I married a man who wasn't as spiritually minded as I was. But he had a very pragmatic mind. And he was not going to get off into something goofy and strange. Mm-hmm. So his pragmatism and his common sense and his is just straight down the line in his thinking and my spiritual walk with the Lord kept, kept us away from all of this stuff of the world. That didn't, we, I was never exposed to it. It didn't come in. Now there was other things that did come in. Uh, through our carnality. But um, strange religions and all that kind of stuff. Uh, it, uh, th- and there was never an open door in my life for any of that to come in, Carol. There was never an open door for New Age. It was never part of my life or who I was and there was never a door in my life for it. There is no door in my life for that. Uh, Earth is a shadow of the heaven of heavens what is here on earth already exists in heaven the tabernacle was made after the pattern given to Moses from God on the mount God inspired ideas made it into the mind of man and still does there are things in heaven books that have not been written books that come out of heaven there are ideas and innovations look at our internet the angel who takes the gospel to the whole world and spoken of in the book of Revelation is the angel that's over the internet. We are now in that realm that was spoken of in the book of Revelation where the gospel is literally covering the whole earth through the internet. So a hundred years ago that had not yet been brought into the mind of man. that mm-hmm. he sent an angel that he had already prepared in a book of Revelation and showed it to John who would release that upon the earth at God's appointed time. All good things created came down from the Father. James 1.17 The Lord created all things and gave them being and existence out of nothing. He is the same today. He could still speak create, and bring into existence all things out of nothing. Mm-hmm. I have been blessed to know in my walk, and I will honor Stanley Rankin in this, and I've seen Roger Teal move in it. He says, only two that I've actually seen, but I know in the generation before me, the, t- the ten years before me, there were many, were not many, but there were some prophets who moved in. Their prophetic word, they would speak and it it would create it would, it would happen when they spoke it their speaking brought it out of heaven into the natural they carried that gift and when they spoke it it came into existence through their speaking it. wow do you have a for instance that you remember hmm. do you have a for instance that you remember uh, well, in my own life, I, uh, he would speak maybe a financial something or a healing or, or having to do with my family. And it was God's will that this happened, but it hadn't come into being because Satan was hindering it. Shepherd mm-hmm. yeah, right? Rankin would speak it, and it happened next week. Just <coughs> it was, just there. Just, yeah. it was there. It was God's will for it to come in, but he needed he, he uses us as vessels to bring it in. That's crazy. As a created gift yes. that we're supposed to have. And the Holy Spirit told me to speak to you didn't say anything to him. Oh no, he didn't know it. I don't tell them my business. So. I don't tell these pastors and prophets. I don't tell anybody my business. If you know it, God tells you. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. I mean if something's going on I might tell you, but I don't I don't I don't go through my woes and I don't have any. <laughs> I just declare what God says I don't rehash all the, all the woes of the past I rehash all the sins of the past I rehash and I believe that our testimony has to be what God did in the situation not how bad we were before God straightened us out that is not your testimony is to get up and tell everybody how bad you were Before and how God had to stretch Himself to save you. (laughs) (laughs) Poor God.
1: (laughs) Our Heavenly Father has lashed
0: upon us a love gift wrapped in Jesus Christ. Then He chose us to be His own, joining us to Himself. And just as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him in love and we will come into holiness through love it will be the love of God that will bring us there even before the foundation of the cosmos and the world there is not uh, the word there for world is cosmos it's not uh, universes it's cosmos which means the world system the world God selected us from the envision, his vision to human strength, become his beloved in Christ. It was his intention to bring us to such holiness that he wouldn't be able to find a single blemish. It was love that made him do this. And since we're to spend eternity with a holy God, then as his companions, we will not be anything but holy. And on this journey in life, from the day of our from the day we're born until the day, and I was saved at nine years old in the Baptist church. Thank God for the Baptist. I was saved in the Baptist church at nine years old. And but then the time that we're saved, we begin a journey. That journey that God planned for us here on earth is to overcome the cosmos, the world system. And all that Satan throws at us. And for us to live on the hallelujah side, down here, on the earth, and walk in heavenly places, and seated in heavenly places, and to cooperate with heaven and what heaven is doing on earth, here, now, now. Now. four through five, I'm moving around a long <laughs> According as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy without blame before him in love, having predestined us to the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he made us accepted in the blood. That's you. That's me. If I'm accepted in the blood and you're accepted in the, uh, in, in the beloved. People, we ought to be loving on each other. Yes. For the pure pleasure it brought him, he predestined ahead of time that we should be raised to adult sonship, adopted in Jesus Christ, fully capable, a mature fellowship with himself according to the kind intention of his will. And as we walk this journey one of the things that we have to overcome is our will and give it over to his will. Because it is his will and it is the obedience to his will that will bring us into the happiness and the total bliss of life on earth that he has planned for us. Amen. And I, as I may mean now much of our a pray, a carnal praying is for God to come down and do it like you told Him to do it. Hmm? <laughs> God, come down here now, and I want you to straighten this out. That's the prayer of Habakkuk. Come down here and straighten all of this out, God, and get it straightened up because you're God and you could have done it. And why don't you go ahead and do it like I told you to? <laughs> That's Anybody ever pray like that? With that attitude? With that attitude? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, for
1: sure. You hadn't done this, right? (laughs) You see people that they do it
0: and it's like if God doesn't strike me dead, then it's well done. I I did what I want to do, God doesn't strike me dead, no lightning, then it's well done. (laughs) Um, that's that's arrogance. It is. That's arrogance. Yeah.
1: Mm.
0: Well, I, I thank God that he's, you know, I've come on this journey and he's let me make, uh, he'll allow you to make mistakes, you know, to teach you and it will keep you humble because mm-hmm. if you don't make any mistakes, you'll get so cuffed up with spiritual pride that you think you can tell everybody what to do. Mm-hmm. And even if you're a pastor, you don't go around telling people what to do. Okay, verse six. To the praise of the glory of his grace, which he freely bestowed on us in the beloved. Our minds continue to be staggered, our mind does, by what it really means to become an adult son of God and the bride of Christ. But you cannot become a son, you cannot birth a son in you until you have become the bride. But the the son the Son is to be birthed inside of you. Each one of you are to bring forth the Son. The Son of God that he has placed in you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But that Son cannot come forth until the bride of Christ that is in you comes into oneness in Christ Jesus. And then the Son can come forth. Jesus, looking at me. in him we have redemption through his blood verse 7 the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace redeemed the Greek word points to rescue by ransom regardless of price for our redemption the stated price was the privilege of slaying the sinless Son of God, Jesus Christ. Satan, who helped us captives, gives him extreme pleasure to have us understand his secret purposes in Christ in his wisdom and insight. He made known to us the mystery of his will according to his kind intention which he purposed in him. All of God's acts are from his kindness and his goodness. Of course, we know there's another side to God, and that is the wrath of God, uh, which he will bring upon people, upon sinners, who keep denying him. The simple truths of God are knowable only through revelation. There is a gift of revelation knowledge. John, in the book of Revelation, was given revelation knowledge of the workings and operations in heaven. And you can study the book of Revelation, and we have. And it reveals what was going on in John's time. It reveals what's going on in our time. And it reveals what God is going to do in the future. Because with God, all things and all time is now. John 14, 26. The Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. When he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. He shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come okay? Now that doesn't say that at the end of the book of Acts the Holy Spirit is going to quit doing this, does it? Mm -hmm. no. It doesn't say that certain people are not going to be able to have this Holy Ghost tell you things to come, does it? No? I'm going to read that again. The Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, He shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance. Whatsoever I have said unto you, when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he will speak, and he will show you things to come. That's how they wrote the Bible. Jesus said, I will, speak, I will send you the Holy Ghost, and he will speak to you. All, he will bring to your remembrance all things which I have spoken to you. Mm-hmm. And that's how the apostles wrote the Holy Bible. When God showed Moses his glory, and, and, the, and I love when the mm-hmm. Apostle Valentine said it, he showed it in his back part. That's his history. He didn't show Moses his forward parts, but he did in some places because Moses was a prophet. But he showed him his backward parts, which was his history. Well, how did Moses know how to write Genesis? How did he know how to write Exodus? How did he know how to write Deuteronomy? God brought to his remembrance all that he showed him by the gift of revelation knowledge, which is a supernatural gift that takes over our mind. It comes to us by the Spirit. It is the Spirit that reveals to us this thing. It is not out of our intellect. I mean, a man's intellect... Moses, can you imagine where Moses was in life that he can go back and tell you how the world got started? That blows the mind of the intellect. But here's the scripture that God tells us how he he does it and that he will do it and that he will continue to do it and that it is our portion. God wants to open his word. At the time that I did this study I had been studying the writings of John Owen in the 1600s. And I was so blessed at his longing to know Christ better. And the man had a quest to see the glory of Christ more clearly and to serve Him more faithfully. That was in the 1600s, and look at us in the 21st century. I mean, we—you have the, the, the gift of prophecy, and we had to fight for it. If you were—I mean, uh, this kind of, this area out here had to fight for it. When I came out here, it was so locked down and closed up. Sorry. We had, and we had to fight the religious spirits that were not allowing the spirit of prophecy to flow. Did we make mistakes? Yes. But we kept on trying to get them mm-hmm. there. We didn't stop. You don't stop. The mistakes are teach us. Mm-hmm. You keep pressing into the spirit. If someone hadn't pressed in the prophetic, we would not have this great blessing upon our on the earth right now which flows so freely. A lot of people haven't moved into it yet. I don't know how they make it. I don't know how people make it. Who are who do, who do, are not connected with God. I couldn't make it. There is no way I can do what I do without supernatural help from God. The doctrines of men have watered down the power. Parousia, parousia of the Holy Spirit is presence. And the sweet gifts of the Holy Spirit robbing our understanding of the treasures of heaven which are ours. The doctrines of men paid and stole it from you. Who is behind the doctrines of men? It's the intellect, the ego of man. It is the intellect of men that has come to rob us of the revelations of heaven. But there have always been those souls on the earth who have looked for the revelation of the whole mystery of the wisdom of God in Christ as the word of God has said, as did the angels. The angels longed to know Mm-hmm. These things, the Word of God says, the angels long to know what it is that you know. What God is, he, the, the angels don't know what God is bringing you into. Word of God says they long to know what God's plan is for you. Oh, Church, we're on. Um, God has brought us into so many rich things. There is so much richness that God has brought us into. Do you not think that you're also the tip of the plow? <coughs> oh, oh, oh. I'm not the only tip of the plow around here. That is if if I'm the tip of the plow, the church is the tip of the plow. If I'm in the church is the tip of the plow, you're in it too. <laughs> now you can buck and jump and hit and me carry on, and I won't care. The simple truths of God are knowable only through revelation. He made known to us the mystery of his will according to his kind intention. These revelations remain concealed or veiled until God is ready to reveal them. He does nothing without revealing it to his prophets. While these things remain hidden to those outside of Christ, it is his desire that we should be in on his plans. Now remember, I taught this in 2011. I didn't change anything last time. This is exactly like I taught you taught it in 2011. I'm just... Ephesians 3, 9-10. And to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world has been hidden in God, who created all things by Christ Jesus, to the intent that now to the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church. Yes. The manifold wisdom of God, according to the eternal purpose which he purposed in Christ Jesus our oh. Lord. Mm-hmm. Okay. There are principalities and powers. Which was, which I mean, the principalities and powers, the deep state, all of this. Principalities and powers that are controlling large segments of our society. Well, that's right. Mm-hmm. Principalities and powers control the social culture. Mm-hmm. Okay. Whole sections of Christianity today fight against spiritual warfare. I have a friend in Knoxville. She she. She said, "I may have overstepped myself." She's in a Bible study, and the thing of spiritual warfare came up. So they want that she came. Well, it didn't mean something. And so they wanted her to give her a scripture verse of exactly what she was saying. They're not going out. This is a whole segment of Christianity, godly people. They're not going out into spiritual warfare.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. I'm talking about whole segments of Christianity. We've been in it so long we forgot that there's people out there that don't believe.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay.
0: There are whole segments of Christianity that are still dealing with their personal demons. Yes. They haven't overcome their personal demons. All right. And we're to help those people. And we still have to work with our own personal demons because they're going to attack us all the time. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: But God has authorized, according to this scripture in Ephesians, That the church has the power and the authority over powers and principalities. (laughs) And we have a whole segment of Christianity that won't even recognize that they have personal demons. And that demons are all the time going to try to attack you. brought up know, going out so whatever whatever's whatever she <laughs> said I had told her and years ago and she remembered thank goodness that you will have to resist Satan three times you'll have to back him up three times he's going to come at you three times he won't do it all at once he'll come you know you resist Satan and he will flee from you and but about three months later he'll think you forgot because everything going smooth and easy and you're off balance, and he'll come at you again. Well, the same thing. You resist him again, and he will flee from you. About six months later, or a period of time, when he thinks you forgot all about him, and all about his files and his slick deals, Mm -hmm. he'll come again, and he'll resist you, and you rebuke him that time and he won't come back. But you're going to have to rebuke him every time. So she... She told about resisting Satan three times in her Bible study. And uh, they said, give me scripture and verse. So I sent her Mark 4. Amen, Jesus. Jesus resisted Satan three times. Mm-hmm. And he left you. Yes. Yes. Help! Hallelujah. Help me, Jesus. Daniel, that in the time of the end, there will be two kinds of people, the wise and the wicked. Okay, are we polarized? Yes. Mm. Very mm. Much. Are we polarized between the spirit of Antichrist and the Spirit of Christ? Yes, definitely. Okay. And our government is totally polarized.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And if and, and if you're out there and you vote to kill babies, I'm sorry, you're going to have to answer for this with God. If you vote that marriage is between man and man and woman and woman, I'm sorry, you're going to have to answer to God about this, because when God created male and female, he created them in his image, male and female, and he created them to reproduce. And if you can't reproduce, then you're not in God's will concerning male and female, that all people that can't reproduce are out of God's will. But that it's just simple math. One plus one equals two. Okay, the situation with the flag. I saw the flag hanging this morning. I won't ever finish this, I'm sure. I saw the flag <laughs> hanging this morning uh, on the Pentagon
1: mm.
0: when I, was, I turned the TV on. And I said, all of these people who are fighting the flag, don't they know that God set up throughout the Bible a banner to fly over that? And that banner that he flies over it is representative of his covering over that nation and and his covenant with that nation? Hmm. You see, it's the covenant of God over the United States of America that Satan is fighting through the bended knee or through disrespecting the flag. Mm -hmm. See, Obama was against the flag. Michelle said one time, all of that over a flag. Well, yeah, all of that over the flag because the flag is a Christian principle that God set up. It's a godly principle that he set up back in the Old Testament. So it's, it has a Christian principle to it. That's why there is, it, the flag is being so attacked. Okay. Where am I?
1: Daniel was this?
0: Uh, where? Daniel. 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 We're talking about Daniel, aren't we? Oh, did we forget we were talking about Daniel? <clears throat> Two kinds of people. Those who turn into reproof of his word and those who scorn his principle. But one has prevailed to open the book. I've got a teaching on scorn. I had to use it this week too for someone. Paul is telling us this is the day that God has chosen to unlock the secrets of his heart. We are people upon whom the end of the age has come. And when the brethren speak of an end-time message, they're declaring that the end of the age is upon us and a new age is dawning, and even the devil We're coming into a new era. Now remember back several months ago, and I've been saying this lately because I've got to keep saying it. And now I'm hearing other prophets say it. Chuck Pierce is saying it. Uh, I forget different ones. Kat Kerr, she said it in one of her books. Different ones are saying it. Heaven is invading earth in a new measure. He is sending angels and angelic activity and the Holy Spirit is moving into earth and evading. God spoke that to me. Now I don't think these other prophets are copying me. I sure didn't copy them uh, because and they're saying it and because God spoke it to me. Now if God told you the heaven is invading earth and he told me that he would want me to know why he's doing that. And what he's doing in the realm of the spirit so that I can cooperate with him. Right. Right.
1: Sure.
0: Now the other prophets are saying that too. And I didn't when God spoke it to me, I had not heard it said before. But I don't care about that. The main thing is God's speaking it and he's confirming it. Daniel was instructed, Shut up the words and seal the book, even to the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased. Are we there? We're there. there. The the words are closed up and sealed until the time of the end. In our flesh, our minds are hindered by that which is corrupt, subject to sickness, tiredness, and old age. However, in the realm of the spirit, the light of glory is implanted unto us, and none of those things can block the light of God when he releases something to us. Yes. Man is born with a natural light, enabling him to understand, acquire knowledge, to know, perceive, and judge natural things. This is that spirit of man spoken of in Proverbs twenty twenty seven which is the lamp of the Lord, which will search all the inner depths of the heart. Every man who is born is born with that light and that lamp. And that lamp, along with creation and conscience, every man will know there is a God. They will choose to follow that God or to follow the world. And this often becomes the doctrines of men as they attempt to establish a religion separate from the Holy Spirit. But the spirit of man does not enable us to discern spiritual things. Do you hear me? The spirit of man does not, it takes only the Holy Spirit. So we have to sort out all the time Three voices. Three voices all the time. The voice of God, mm-hmm. the voice of flesh, and the voice of Satan. The voice of flesh will be the spirit of man. Your natural plus. Okay. Through the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and I just read that in John. God gives a greater light, a supernatural light of faith and grace to those whom he effectually calls to the knowledge of his glory in the face of his dear son. The new light does not make the light of the natural man useless or redundant. Rather, the new light directs it to fulfill its true purpose. Yet the light is heavenly and not earthly. The light of the Spirit of man is the created natural man in whom the Lord shines through the Holy Spirit to reveal his nature and conform us to the image of Christ. But it's a lifelong process. The best idea of this light of glory is that it transforms the soul into the image and likeness of Christ. This is how we are brought to rest and blessedness on earth as it is in heaven. This is our blessedness here on earth. Grace renews nature of the natural man, and glory perfects grace. And as we grow from faith to faith and from glory to glory, the whole soul is brought to rest in God. We have a prophetic picture of this in Christ healing the blind man in Matthew 8, 22 through 24. This man was completely blind and then his eyes were opened but he could not see clearly. He saw men like trees walking but then at the second touch he saw clearly. So our minds are blind. Grace gives us a partial sight of spiritual things. But the light of glory gives perfect sight and understanding. Church, this is what he wants the end time church to look like. Mm -hmm. This is what he wants to bring us into. What is holding the church back? Well, you see it. Ego. Vanity. Vainglory of the flesh. Using the gift of God to promote oneself to promote the ministry that was given to you by God for yourself, to gain riches, to gain fame, to gain money, and to gain recognition. These that God called, and he gave a form of his grace to them, he gave them revelation. He gave them giftings. And I'm not saying that all of you preachers out there do this. But if God called you, if God has commissioned you, if God has called you to do a thing, do you not know that he is going to support you? And you do not have to use, and misuse the word of God and the gifts that God gave you to earn you a fortune and fame and name so that you can make a fortune. Lord while still on earth Stephen Stephen saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God when God's plan for the earth reaches its conclusion that is when his purposes in history have been fully worked out all things will have been redeemed and restored to their original condition through Christ what God intended us to be made in his image verse 10 with a view to administration suitable to the fullness of the times that is the summing up of all things in Christ things in heaven and things upon the earth in him not just things on earth but in the heavenlies as well Then it will be seen that we ourselves are in him the glorious consummation of it all, the whole purpose behind God's plan. Also, we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to his purpose, who works out all things after the counsel of his will. Uh, while I'm sitting, and the Lord wants me to view it on this, with a view to an administration. Suitable to the fullness of times. I accidentally put Sunday morning's sermon in my purse. I guess it wasn't an accident. (laughs) Uh (laughs) I accidentally did. Remember Sunday morning when I was preaching on Psalm 119? And I told you that uh, there were eight words that God used for his administration. Of his nature on the earth, with a view to an administration suitable to the fullness of time, that is the summing up of all things in Christ, things in the heavens and things upon the earth in Him. These words in Psalm one nineteen, and really want to get in that deeper. Satan's trying to hinder me now, for me just getting into this stuff. But um, there was eight things. And these are the administration of God through His Word. You know, and where it says in the Bible that the Holy Spirit gives us the gifts of the Spirit. Jesus gives us the, the offices of the Spirit. They're the gifts. But the Spirit of God is the administration of the gift of both the gifts of the Spirit and the gifts of the offices? Okay, now we have in Ephesians, okay, y'all, I'm just doing this along here. With a view to an administration suitable to the fullness of the times, who gives the administration of the Godhead? father. He is the administration of the gifts. He is the administration of the offices. And he has it suitable to the fullness of time. Okay, in Psalm 119, there are eight administrations of the word of God described to us. The word debar refers to the communication of God's will to his people. Imrah word often has the connotation of promise and a pattern of life based on God's will. The law which is mentioned in Psalm 119 is divinely revealed teaching. He gave the law to Moses and grace to the Lord Jesus Christ. Statutes are God's covenant terms for his people to observe. Precepts are detailed rules for life commands express the insistent will of a personal God who is Israel's Lord, and decrees are rulings written down and prescribed for permanent observance. Administration. Mm. Lord, Jesus Christ, you have blessed us gifts of the Spirit. And we I take responsibility. As a church body, there has been an abuse of these gifts of the Holy Spirit. Lord, you have given us gifts of pastors, prophets, teachers, evangelists, and apostles. And God, you are the one who is the administrator of those. Lord, we're coming into a time where where the Spirit of God will come into a specified time, a specific time of your administration over these times. God, we don't know how to do this. Lord, teach us. Not just things on earth, but in the heavenly things as well. That it will seem that we ourselves are in him. The glorious consummation of it all. The whole purpose behind God's plan. Verse 11. We have obtained an inheritance having been predestined to his purpose, who works all things after the counsel of his will. This is so amazing. The Lord inherits as his personal property all that he redeems. And while this makes us his purchased possession, that's not all that happens. We inherit something too. Him. And all that is his. Nothing can frustrate the will of God. Predestined purposes will come to pass. Inheritance will be delivered Redemption will be complete. There was a time, and I can remember it when I was younger, I could hear it. remember the old folks talking about, about predestination or uh, free will. And that, it was, I think it was the Baptist church split over it. Back in, because there must have been a church split. I don't know whether it was the Hardsham Baptist or the Southern Baptist or whatever. But anyway, a group of people split over predestination. So, as a, I remembered that discussion going on. But then when I, the first time I read the Bible all the way through, when I was 16, and uh, I said, well, the Bible says that we have an inheritance having been predestined according to his purpose. How do they divide this word like this? You see, I believe what the word says. I checked the different translations, but sometimes it means more than what King James wrote. But the scripture has a double meaning. We are his and he is ours. We become his property, purchased by his blood. Yet since we are in him, we become joint heirs of all that is his. To the end that we who were the first to hope in Christ shall be to the praise of his glory. In him. You also, after listening to the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, having also believed, you were sealed in him the Holy Spirit promised. And we're back to the sealing again. Paul is saying that the Jewish saints were scheduled as the first to bring glory to his name through trust as Jesus the Messiah. To the Jew first. To the Jew first. And then to the Gentiles. Does that make us 2nd black class to the, mm-hmm. to the Jews? No. Mm-hmm. For when we came in, we came in fully under his blood. Mm-hmm. But that priority in no way excluded you, the Gentile Christians, for you too, after hearing the message of the truth, trusted in him also. So that now, having believed the good news of your salvation, you too are involved with the great seal of heaven, who is the promised Holy Spirit. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the sons of God. At once the Lord's Spirit functions as might and seal, revealing the authority behind the transaction, the administration of the Word of God that was written and seen by David in Psalms 119 and declared by angels and walked out by Jesus Christ. The fact this seal is the third person of the Godhead forbids all tampering. Unalterable nature of the transaction. Once the seal is fixed, no changes can be made in the terms. The matter is forever settled. Ownership of the property. Seals also serve as a burned-on brand, or ID tag. When Satan flies by and sends his demons by, you got, you got that seal burned on you. <clears throat> mm-hmm. he, they can't do anything unless they ask permission.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They can try. Mm-hmm. Now, you can let them in if you want in. You can open the door, let them in, give them place. But that seal is burned on you. Demon. demons. fly by, they see it. As soon as God accepts the redeemed property, his seal goes into place. And no one else can claim it after that. Who has given a pledge of our inheritance with a view to the redemption of God's own possession to the praise of his glory? Thus God has guaranteed that he will come into actual possession of his purchased property. But here is something else to the praise of his glory. The Holy Spirit is not only a seal, but also a down payment, guaranteeing our future inheritance. Paul says, I too play my part. The letter is addressed to the lower ranks of society. Ephesians, slaves, artisans, uneducated people. He wrote this letter. Given to him direct from God in heaven, carried to him by angels, and he's writing it to slaves and uneducated people. And we think we we don't get it all, mm-hmm. but they got it. You know, how they got it not by their intellect, which would have walked it, mm-hmm. but by the light of the Spirit Amen. of God. Those slaves and uneducated people got the, this that was spoken to, by God to Paul to write for us.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because they understood it by the light of the Holy Spirit that was in them. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened, so that you may know what is the hope of his calling. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saint? And what is the surpassing greatness of his power toward us who believe? These are in accordance with the working of the strength of his might. Okay. So how's this going to happen? How is Ephesians 1 going to become mine? How am I going to own it? The eyes of your understanding. He's going to do it, not the strength of his mind. And we are to own this, and, and I, we we, get, we need to own the Word of God because the Word of God is the administration part of the administration of the Spirit of God. Lord, help me with this. Y'all are so quiet on me today. Nobody's crying her saying, thank you for talking to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Paul is praying that they will be able to see in the Spirit. That's what he's saying. So they may behold the intimate details of his plan. He's saying, I want you to be stirred by the fantastic glory he has in store for his people. Many see the plan of God, but few actually live in it that takes power. Paul's church is missing power now. Paul's prayer includes a request for that divine supernatural power enabling the believer to live a holy life in an unholy world, and you can't do it without God. Mm-hmm. Stand fast against the cunning assaults of the devil. Witness and win souls in obedience to the master's command. All these require the same dynamic power which brings the Lord to glory. Jesus' seat at the right hand beseeks his absolute authority over the spirit world. All of it, glory. These demons are sneaking around somewhere and him not knowing about it. He has absolute authority over the world. He has absolute authority over the spirit world and he has absolute authority about what's going on around you. Mm-hmm. Which he be brought about in Christ, whom he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, for above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he put all things in subjection under his feet, and gave him his head over all things to the church which is his body and the fullness of him who fills all in all. Hallelujah. He's exalted above, above over all governments and authorities powers and lordship. Everything has been placed in the dominion of Christ. And God has given him who is the head of of all things also the head of the church which is his body this makes the church then, the actual fullness of a person to whom everything in existence owes its being he, all of creation came out of him he was created everything that was created came out of him mm-hmm. all, everything owes him its life The trees praise the Lord, the grass praise the Lord, all creation. We become partakers of all that Christ has done, is doing, and will do. But we have to learn how to walk with him in the Spirit.
1: Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Praise God.